What's up, nerds? It is the Film Grouch Show with Rick Swift and... Madison Monroe. Madison Monroe, that's right. We are a husband and wife team here in South Florida that has a movie review site, and we are fortunate enough to be able to go and screen movies and get all sorts of good stuff. And we actually, our first podcast was her favorite movie, which is Spaceballs, and our next movie is going to be completely different. Um, It is Hereditary. She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Take care of me. You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. And Hereditary came out on June 8th of last year, 2018. And um, as we did with the last podcast, we will be talking about some other events that happened on that day throughout the years. And we will have a word of the day that we will get points for using. And at the end, we will reveal what the word of the day is and see if you can figure out what it is as we're doing our podcast. So, without further ado, um, why did we pick Hereditary? You picked it. Well, I picked it because there was so much hype surrounding this movie. Um, So many people said this was the scariest movie they ever saw, this was like the exorcist of their generation, and all sorts of different things like that. So there was a lot of buildup for it. Um, We actually do have a review on the site from uh, Billy uh, over in Orlando who actually reviewed it for us. He was, I remember he had just come on board and he was emphatic about making sure that this was something that he was able to screen for Film Grouch up in Orlando. So he did write a review and we will link to that here as well so you can check it out. But I didn't write a review, Madison didn't write a review, and I was trying really hard to avoid spoilers online to make sure that I didn't this movie didn't get ruined for us. Um, before we saw it. And I will tell you too, that our podcast format going forward and today will be, we will discuss non-spoiler related items. And then towards the end, we'll have a, a spoiler spoiler alert warning and let you know that throughout the rest of the show, anything we talk about can and will contain spoilers. So that would be the time when you might want to tune out if you, are, if you haven't seen the movie yet. So, okay, uh, let's talk about Hereditary. Um, let's talk about the characters. Who do we have, Madison? Well, we have Annie, who is played by Tony Collette. Yes. And we have her husband, Steve, played by Gabriel Byrne. Mm-hmm. We have their two kids, Peter, played by Alex Wolf, and Charlie, their daughter, played by Millie Shapiro. Yes, Millie Shapiro is kind of terrifying. And I guess I found out that she played Matilda on Broadway. Which, if you see this movie, that's kind of shocking to me that she would be on Broadway. I guess so. Because she's very... (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of her thing in this movie is she doesn't have a lot of lines. She just really adds this creepy element throughout the entire film. And you have to... Like, she does this clucking thing that Madison just did. And that becomes... uh, some people like that. Some people don't like it, I guess, from what I was reading online. I so didn't like it. I, I, I thought that it was unnerving, 
And I thought really that's kind of the, the, the tone of the movie was very unnerving itself. Um, that's what I liked about it actually. So, oh, let's talk about uh, June 8th, like I said, when this movie came out. Um, in 1984, a little movie came out on June 8th. You want to take a guess what it might have been? Ghostbusters. That's exactly what it was. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it was Ghostbusters. That was a guess, I'd I swear. I, I, I know it was look. a guess. I didn't tell you. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny because I kept thinking after that, I was thinking, what would the Ghostbusters have done mm -hmm. in this house and this uh this movie how the, how they might have reacted to things also in 1995 the uh, air force captain o'grady who was shot down in bosnia was rescued by some marines or um and uh so that's what happened on june 8th so let's now talk about the plot and again this is our spoiler free section so i'll let madison maybe talk about the plot so when this movie starts, they're, the family's getting ready to go to a funeral for Annie's mother, the kid's grandmother. She just passed away. And it's made pretty clear pretty early on that Annie and her mother did not have the best relationship. Um, it seemed like Annie had a lot of mommy issues. Yes. That was one of my notes. She had major mommy issues. And um, throughout the movie, you learn more and more about how Annie's relationship was with her mom and more about the grandmother's relationship with her grandkids, which becomes important later on. Yes. U ultimately, what the movie is set up to be is a movie about how families deal with grief mm -hmm. and how they process that, you know, there's actually... A moment where Annie reaches out to a grief counseling, uh, what do you call it, a circle support, support, support group. group, yeah, and um, that's when she's introduced to a, a character that kind of throws a, a twist into the plot, so to speak. Um, but what makes this movie interesting and what makes people talk about it a lot, I think, is just the way that it was shot. And I found out that. Um, it was the whole, the house was actually completely a sound set. It was it was just completely set up, um, you know. Not it's not a real house or anything like that. And they were able to pull off some really interesting shots because of that. And there's this tied-in theme, which when we get to the spoiler-free section, I can talk a little bit more about it. But there's this dollhouse theme throughout the movie. Well, Annie's job was to create miniatures. Yeah, which is very cool. I think. Yeah, it was really interesting and cool, but and and there's talk about this show. There's this, you know, the the the, the kind of uh, ticking clock element in this movie is there's this show that she has to get her dollhouse ready, her miniatures ready for. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, you're right. It's like not, an exhibit. Yeah, it's like it's a giant exhibit of miniature things. But what's really interesting about it is the director, um, Ari something. I can't remember his name now. You can look it up. Ari, um, Ari Aster. Yeah, Ari Aster. He uses the elements of the film and the miniatures to tell the story, and he he does it in a way that's actually really interesting and compelling, and it keeps the the the, the suspense. To me, it was a very suspenseful movie. Not everybody agreed with me. No. I thought it was boring. <laughs> some people thought it was really boring, and I, I was looking at some you know a little a few reviews online. Um, 
which is kind of a nice thing that I can do when it's a movie that we that's been out for a while that we can kind of like see what other people might have thought about it. But some people just said this was the most boring movie I've ever seen. Some people said I'm so disappointed because there was so much hype mm-hmm. that I was so looking forward to being that this was what was a horror movie. What's interesting to me though is that people have this definition of horror movie that I think has evolved or at least since I was a kid. I think you know everybody thinks of horror movies differently. There's slasher movies, suspense movies. Like to me the most terrifying movie to this day I've ever seen is The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, maybe it's not a horror movie, but it's horrific to me because it's about a person. It's not a monster or something like that. And when you start to get into like the supernatural elements, that's when it starts to get a little ridiculous for people maybe. But with Silence of the Lambs, that's just a psycho guy. And he's, you know, he's a genius too, which makes him even more terrifying. But to me, that's a horror movie. So, Well, that's th- a great movie. Yeah, it is. And when, when you think about like Paranormal Activity, that movie is boring as hell too. Right up until the point when it's not boring. Yeah. And that's very similar to Hereditary. That was less boring than Hereditary. Hereditary had a lot of slow, boring parts. Well, it's funny because you say boring. To me, I was on the edge. I wrote I wrote down in my notes, like, just, the, like, it, like the, what did I write? I wrote, like, I, was, I found myself holding my breath in a lot of scenes. I was actually holding my breath. And I, and I, I caught myself, like, wait, why am I holding my breath? And I think, um, like, when Max... Um, was talking about oh, was that black swan and he said with one of the, i can't remember the director he's like whenever you see that one of those that guy's movies you never know what's going to happen like the next scene you're you're gonna you might see something totally insane and that's kind of what i was waiting for with hereditary i was waiting to be put at unease and there are definitely you could argue there are definitely some scenes in this movie where i wrote down oh my god about six different times so i mean it wasn't boring to me yeah there were a couple of parts where i was shocked yes but for the majority of it i was bored yeah and and i and i heard that ari uh astor didn't want to do a lot of jump scares he doesn't like that kind of jump scare crap so he wanted to really get to the he wanted to terrify you on a level that would make sense to you and it wouldn't be you know, like cheap Hollywood effects and stuff like that. And he, I, he went through uh, for practical effects um, throughout as well. I found out how they did the chalkboard scene, which, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's not much of a <laughs> reveal to figure that one out. Yeah. So before we get into the spoiler section, uh, I mean, that's about 10 minutes we have right here. So I think we're ready to start getting into the good stuff if mm-hmm. you want. And then we can really have fun. All right. All right. So from now on, whatever we say could ruin the movie. It could completely ruin the movie. So So this is your warning. This is your one and only warning, and we're just going to get right into it. We're not. We're not using any, uh, you know, phatic speech. We are. We're going right into the facts, and we're going to give away some goods. So pay attention or don't pay attention, (laughs) depending on if you've seen the movie or not. All right. So. What I what I really thought was cool about it was that it was this creepy kind of exorcist like thing without it, but it was like surrounding the entire family mm-hmm. and the movie the whole the whole time they were giving you clues as to what it was going to be if you were paying attention and remember a couple times i'm like look at that symbol like i even saw the symbol on the post i'm like that symbol's on the post i don't know what it means but it's on the post Mm -hmm. and then the post kills charlie right in a very unfortunate series of events very unfortunate let's let's talk about charlie though (laughs) 
<laughs> Charlie. Charlie was very strange. Yes. She had very strange obsessions, like with the dead bird, when she cut off the bird's head and she carried the dead bird's head around with her. Mm -hmm. That was very weird. Mm -hmm. Well, you find out about what Charlie is. Like her mom even said, you never cried. She said to her, she's like, you never cried. Even when you were born, you mm -hmm. didn't cry. You've never mm -hmm. cried in your entire life. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you find out why, because she's like the king of hell. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the one of the one of the seven kings of hell. Sorry, I don't want to piss off the other kings of yeah. hell. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that's that's the thing, guys. It's uh so we'll tell you what happened. So the grandmother is in this cult. Mm -hmm. And the very beginning of the movie, when they're at the funeral for the grandmother, Annie says my mom had a lot of strange friends and they had a lot of weird rituals and things like that. And I never really knew what was going on. And, they, and so she tells you, she tells the audience, there was something off with my mom. Right. Like you're probably thinking rituals like, oh, they all had tea together or some yeah. crap like that. Or they were in the red hats, whatever. Yeah, or they play, you know, pinochle. Pinochle, right. <laughs> exactly. Hard games are. <laughs> exactly. No, she was uh, the she was in a cult. head of a cult. Right. Yeah. And in the support group, she meets this lady, Joan, who, Joni, mm -hmm. who steers her in this direction to try to possess her son to get him possessed by a demon. No, the king of hell. Yeah, one of the kings of hell. One of the kings of hell. Payman or Pyman? Pyman? Pyman. Pyman. P-A-I-M-O-N. I don't know if spelling counts. If this is Jeopardy, it might count. It actually doesn't count. No, spelling doesn't count in Jeopardy. But yeah, so that's that's like, you know, the big reveal, I guess. But all the stuff that happens throughout the movie, that's what I thought was awesome about it is that <laughs> they're giving it away. They're showing you the foreshadowing in it is really clear if yeah. you know what's going to happen at the end. But until the end, you don't really know what's going to happen. What I what I liked and I didn't like about it, one of the things I didn't like about it was the all this talk about the miniatures. Like the, I, I really wanted to see this show. I wanted to see... Yeah. what this show was and i felt like they were trying to tell us that the house was a dollhouse and this was all not real and they were doing this whole like oh this is all in their mind or something and they didn't do any of that crap mm -hmm. it was just this neat effect that the director was like oh that's cool mm -hmm. i like dollhouses i, I mm -hmm. want to do this whole thing like a dollhouse which had nothing to do with anything <laughs> it was a big nothing and i was like damn that was cool it was misleading yeah which is fine because what 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 also was interesting is that she detailed or chronicled every major event, event of her life yes. as part of her miniature show. Yeah. Including when her daughter is decapitated by right. this post. By her that where where her son is driving the car. Oh yeah, we have to talk about this scene. This okay. this scene was my my major oh my god. I mean, you two were like oh my god. So, so the mom makes the son take the daughter to a high school party. None of them want to be in this in this, you know, turn of events. No. So the girl goes what's her name? Charlie, Charlie. goes with Peter. Peter. To the party. She eats a piece of cake that has peanuts in it and she has a severe peanut allergy. Oh, we have to talk about this cake though. There's not it's not like you know, there's dust. There's giant chunks of walnut Walnuts or peanuts. Or peanuts you, I mean, you whatever. can see it. It's like, yeah, it's very hello, obvious. If you know this could kill you. Yes, and she still eats it. It's like eating a bag of razor blades at a I party. Know. It's <laughs> I like, what's wrong it. with you that you ate this cake with this obvious 
chunks of peanuts in it. <laughs> Obvious chunks. And meanwhile, brother's over getting high or whatever. Yeah. But to his credit, he does leave immediately and try to get her to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, he's picking her up and carrying her. He's running yeah. out. I mean, he does, and in my opinion, he does everything right at yeah. that at that moment. He tries. He puts he her tries. in the car. Oh, God. <laughs> so they're driving down the dark highway, and then he, he's driving, and he swerves to get out of the way of something. What was in the road? A deer or something? I don't think we ever find out, actually. There's... It was something from the cult. Oh, something was Because in that the post road. had yeah. the mark, so that was they knew that was going to happen. So she's trying to breathe and she can't breathe very well. So she gets up and leans her head out the window right as he swerves to avoid something in the road and he hits the post and her head flies off. And no more. <laughs> no. And that... then he just stops the car and he starts freaking out, crying. Yeah, I mean well, you, actually, he kind of just goes in the shock, yeah, and you just yeah. kind of see him drive home. Yeah. But I keep thinking, like, if you have kids that are always sticking their hands or whatever, don't ever let them do that. Let them watch this movie because they will. <laughs> you know, on the, when you go on the rides at Walt Disney World, oh, and they God. have those warnings like, "Don't put your hands and arms, yeah. keep your hands and arms inside the ride at all time." Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, only it's her whole head. And yeah. But then you find out, like I said, at the end, you find out that it was all supposed to happen. Yeah. The post was marked. They knew everything that was going to happen. Yeah. And apparently it was, this is where it gets kind of fun, <laughs> I guess, if you want to get into political stuff. She was born in the wrong body. She was born a girl. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Sorry. She's the king of hell. She's supposed to be a boy. So yeah. the whole point is, yeah, Charlie, I'm sorry. You were supposed to be a guy. So your brother, we're just going to possess him. Yeah. So we're going to kill you. Yeah. Don't worry, though. We're going to bring you back into yeah. Peter's body, yeah. and then Peter will be you. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And the king of, one of the kings of hell. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was weird. I was like, okay? Couldn't they just later be like... And and I guess there was some something with where her mom, where Annie's mom made her, like, not have... Or she didn't have a kid or something like that, and or she got in trouble for not having a son or... I don't remember something with that um i was kind of bummed though because I, I i talked to one of my friends right i talked to duper storm duper for the faking star wars podcast thing that i do with him and he said there's only one thing i'm going to say at the end everything makes sense mm-hmm. but i didn't hear that in my head i heard oh it'll all make sense in the real you know in in our world and then so i kept thinking that this was just gonna be a metaphor for grief and everything and this was all gonna be in her mind but it totally wasn't that no. And I got to tell you, this movie disturbed me. There were a few scenes that like stuck with me for a couple of days. The scene I ca- I caught the audition scene where if you've ever seen the movie Audition, there's a part where they like saw off people's limbs with piano wire. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Tony Collette is chopping off her own head with piano wire and you can hear it and she's floating and it is like if that scene doesn't scare (laughs) just doesn't creep the hell oh it's not a horror movie that was horrifying and then her headless corpse floats up into this tree house which that tree house was kind of cool up until the end when you find out that it's like a cult hangout or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's where they all like meet and but yeah um there's just a lot of i really i really dug this movie um Gabriel Byrne in it, he is kind of the grounded reality that you think 
that maybe they're going to be able to make this movie actually not be some supernatural thing. And I kept grounding myself to him like, okay, this, this is going to make, this is all going to make sense. Cause that's my friend. That's what Duper said. It's going to all make sense. But he, what he meant is at the end, yeah, it all makes sense. They laid everything out and it's, they're a satanic cult and, but yeah. So, and that woman, Joan, Joni or whatever, she's always, some kind of nutball and every every role I've ever seen her in she's always like somebody that I'm like don't trust that lady there's mm -hmm. going to be there's going to be problems later on mm -hmm. sure enough yeah that was driving you crazy i know mm -hmm. well i talked about some of my dislikes what were some of your dislikes i already said there's too many points of long boring Oh, and I also felt it was a very odd soundtrack for a horror movie. Oh, I love the sound. I actually put that as one of my likes. I love really? the soundtrack. Yeah, it reminded me of Sinister, where it was just, again, unnerving. The whole movie, to me, just put me at complete unease. I was never comfortable. <laughs> the whole yeah. time I was watching it, I was just like, I didn't know what was about to happen. I didn't know what I was about to see. There was all this creepy stuff with the miniatures, like the thing where it's like her mom is standing there and that didn't yeah. actually happen. The, the scene where she's like, oh, yeah, I was going to set my kid on fire because I sleepwalk. And I was like, OK, are they going to do anything with that? And they didn't really go anywhere with that. Um, some of my dislikes were like the whole Gabriel, bro, this the the dad. She tried to burn the book when she found out that the book was like a conduit to the darkness to the dark entity or whatever the daughter's book. yeah the daughter's book she tried to burn it and then it burned her skin yeah so she was like oh crap i can't burn that and then at the end she she tries to have her husband burn the book mm -hmm. and she's like just throw it in i love you and you know she actually got nominated for some meter thing for you know best actress or whatever tony collette did which i thought she did a great job for this movie yeah for this movie oh wow and um like that that was a big powerful scene. I mean all, all her all her scenes were great. The scene where they're at the dinner table and she's just like get your fucking face off your fucking face like this stuff, you know. I was like <laughs> yeah, I, I I there's a lot of anger and that's why you could have made this movie not have a supernatural ending and it still would have been a really good movie. Really. Just the how this family dealt with the the grief and stuff like that. Yeah, but um I know yeah, but I hate that. Um when he throws the book in he catches on fire and dies, and I was just like, "Oh, mm -hmm. that sucks," because it was supposedly tied to her. Right. But I guess it was just a trick. Haha! -ha, fooled you. I'm Payman, Payman the King. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess because they didn't really. Again, that's not something they explain. No. Because they're just you know they they don't feel like they have to explain everything, which is kind of nice. Not every movie has to explain every single thing. No. So, yeah, the one thing that people will definitely be talking about forever with this movie is the head. When you see the severed head of the little girl. Yeah, on the side of the road. And you're just like, I can't believe they showed it. And you're just mortified when they show it. And the funny thing is, <laughs> our cat, <laughs> I wrote this down in my notes, our cat jumped up on the on the couch and he hit the rewind button. And we almost, oh, and I was, yeah. and I caught it just in time That's to where right. we didn't have to watch the head again. Cause I was like, Oh God, I don't want to see that That's again. Right. We didn't want to relive that. <laughs> no. So I managed to catch it before we had to watch that, that head again. Oh my yeah. God. That was horrifying. Cause you're just like, they don't show it when it happens. No, it's later. And then they just kind of bam, by the way, here's the head. 
And and again, she when I say she chronicles every major aspect of her life, she chronicles that accident. She does. Down to the nth detail with the head and everything mm-hmm. else. And her husband's just like, that's not cool. But he doesn't really. I mean, I'd be like, uh, hell no. I, look, everybody processes their grief however they want. But I'm processing my grief. And I don't want to see that crap. No. Get rid of that. That's dolls. his daughter. That's his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if anybody had like the weakest part in this movie, it was probably Gabriel Byrne, Steve, because he was just kind of yeah. long for the ride. He didn't, he wasn't very strong. I don't even know if we ever found out really what he did for a living. It was just kind of no. in and out, like Chandler, just kind of, oh, I'm in an office and yeah. I'm always having to fight with the insurance people about the yeah. grave always being dug up and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. A weenus is out of whack. Is weenus? <laughs> what are you talking about? Chandler. Oh, yeah. Chandler with the weenus. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else? Well, I'm not sorry that I watched it. It's not like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 4, where I wanted that hour and a half of my life back. I'm glad I watched this movie. Yeah, I never watched that one. Don't watch it. H-Man... You know, Henry, he, he reviewed that, and that was pretty much what he said <laughs> almost sure. verbatim. He said, I wish I could not see that movie. Like, I wish I could go back in time and not have seen that movie. It's like, wow. Didn't that have... Uh... Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Renee Zellweger with her anteater face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to see it, because... Don't. Because <laughs> it's one of these movies, though, where everybody's like, don't see it. Don't see it. Don't see it. But I... we're not saying that about Hereditary. Hereditary is is worth it. Yeah, but you said you were bored through a lot of it. Yeah, but still, there was enough to keep me interested, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would recommend this movie to anybody who wants to just be creeped out and be, you know, like, you're, you're just, you don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast now, you probably know if you've been listening to mm-hmm. the spoiler part, but... I mean, even us talking about it doesn't do it justice, obviously. You have to see it for yourself. And it, it's it's like um, it's like a horrible, macabre painting that shifts from scene to scene that you kind of wish you hadn't seen. But then at the end, you're like, I'm glad that I saw that because it was well done. To me, that's the... I mean, like I said, I actually put in my likes, I liked the sound. I liked that it was off-putting. I liked... The acting was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the creepy vibe throughout the entire movie. Um, I do believe that it lived up to the hype, personally. I, I just think that it's one of these films that takes a while to develop. But again, if you just want to watch a movie about a family dealing with grief, this <laughs> you could turn this movie off maybe right about to the point where you find out about the... Um, possession thing and just kind of click and then you've, you've still got a really good movie mm-hmm. about this poor family that I mean but then the, again everything is predestined because the that's what the grandmother mm-hmm. she used her daughter basically as a vessel to bring in this king of hell right. that's the whole point of her life mm-hmm. w- was her daughter being this conduit to bring in this monster mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess, like I said, my biggest pet peeve or whatever dislikes was the, the um, a lot of build up 
where things didn't go as I was expecting them to go. Mm -hmm. But I, I definitely didn't hate anything, that's for sure. And I do understand why a lot of people think this is the greatest movie of 2018. I think the way that it was shot makes it have that... Like, I can see the argument being valid for that. But not everybody likes that kind of delivery. Some people want it, like, more... I don't know, like, what would you have added? Let me ask you this. What would you have added to not make it so boring? Because I actually heard it was three hours long, oh and they had to gosh. cut out. They had to cut out, like, almost 40 minutes of just dialogue with just the family having dialogue and dealing with things. <laughs> I would have taken out some of the slower parts, some of the slower, boringer parts, where there was nothing going on. But what would you have added in there? You've I wouldn't added have in more... added anything. I would have taken out. It was too long. <laughs> then it would have been a short. It wouldn't have been a like a feature like movie. It was two hours, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you could have cut it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was two hours and seven minutes was the running time. Ah, uh, two hours and it could seven have, minutes. It could have been trimmed down to an hour and a half. Or an hour and 40 minutes. This is one of those things where we'll just have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And we can do that because we love space balls. We definitely don't argue about space balls. So. This is true. And we're not arguing about hereditary either. I would say we both liked it a lot. It's just mm -hmm. um, uh, Madison just thinks that the hype was a little oversold mm -hmm. more than uh, more than I do. I think it was justified. So, Do you have anything else, dear? No, sir. We're about 30 minutes in here. Nope. We uh, just recently watched Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And, um, oh, yeah. Alex Wolf is in that. Yes. For like five minutes because <laughs> he becomes the rock. Throughout. I recognize him from the mole. Yes. Mole. <laughs> That's an Austin Powers reference in case you didn't know. Yes. So... I guess that's about it for Hereditary. Um, now I can reveal the word of the day that I only used once. Yes, you only used it once. I used it once. You're the winner. Uh, it was phatic, which is speech used to express or create an atmosphere of shared feelings, goodwill, or sociability rather than convey information. So it's kind of like, how's the weather? Great weather we're having. Stuff like that. Um Interestingly enough, there wasn't a lot of phatic uh, speech in Hereditary, even though it was slow in parts. There are there are parts where people are just literally just staring off and thinking and mm -hmm. absorbing and mm -hmm. feeling and like you know real real emotions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, yeah. it's one of those movies. I don't know if I would watch it again for a while. Because I can still see that scene where she's floating around. Not the one where she's, not the one where she floats up into the um the treehouse. But when he's walking around in the house towards the end there, and he's looking for the body, and you see her kind of floating, and she's crawling up on the ceiling and on the wall, and mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, that that's, that's gonna stay with me for a while. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty creepy. So hopefully you've enjoyed our little podcast or a little chat about Hereditary. If you've seen Hereditary or if you haven't seen Hereditary, definitely um, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, all the things that you should do. 
we are on iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and all the fun stuff like that. So definitely let your friends know what we're all about over at Film Grouch. And this has been the Film Grouch Show. I'm Rick. I'm Madison. And have a wonderful evening or day or whatever time it is. I don't know. All right. Bye.